0: read me romance read read me romance read me romance read read me romance you could take a look in a book that's fine or you could sit back relax and unwind and read me romance read read me romance the girl next door by emma bray there's a girl next door a beautiful girl the most beautiful girl i've ever seen yet i've only ever seen her by the light of her window i think she's being held captive and i have no idea why but I'm going to find out. And if she needs rescuing, I'm just the man to do it. That's The Girl Next Door by Emma Bray. Y'all know how much we love her. Go grab it now for 99 cents. Welcome back, lady listeners. Hey, welcome, welcome to another week here at Read Me Romance. We have got a brand new book from Ember Davis. We are so excited to have her with us. Thank you
1: so much, Ember, for being
0: <laughs> i feel like if she's listening i feel like i need to like say hey to her hi how's it going so i feel like i'm all, i feel like
1: she's i've never like had a conversation with her like i don't even think we've ever like because you do the messages and stuff but mm-hmm. i feel like i know her yeah like, for some i think it's because i click her links and stuff because she mm-hmm. always pops up in my facebook feed because that girl always has like new releases. Like yep. I actually use mm-hmm. her Facebook page to help me find new releases <laughs> for the Remy Romance page. Sometimes I'll click over to her and I'll be like, "Oh, let me see what embers got and i'll go i'll scroll her facebook and i'll uh-huh. add stuff to our Remy romance we release last. that's funny <laughs> and she's like on it and she shares a lot of the
0: authors that i enjoy mm-hmm. so i'm like oh shit yep. this one this I know, one i know so that's why i'm really excited about the book she's brought us this week girl's not out i think anybody who loves yeah. us or loves our style or you know loves this style of books we like you're gonna love this week so anyways we'll talk about all her good stuff and what she's got in a few minutes but first i wanted to ask your daughter got a job like she's a big girl now she's a grown-up she has a a bank account
1: how is it going does
0: Does she complain about working for the man yet yeah she's been complaining what is she
1: like i thought it would she would have like um more of a honeymoon stage Mm -hmm. but she hasn't like she pretty quick she's like I don't want to do this because <laughs> she said she gets mad she's like I just don't understand because they wait they make me work to nine and they always make me work the longer yeah. shifts when I go to I need to go to bed at like what she does she goes to bed at like eight thirty nine if it's she's not at work because yeah. she gets up at like six oh, in the morning wow. and Isabel likes her sleep mm-hmm. she goes to school she works out mm-hmm. and then goes to work, so she's probably tired. Yeah,
0: I would have seen so. Yeah,
1: I thought once she got her paycheck, she'd be pretty pumped, which she was, because mm-hmm. her first paycheck I think had hit her bank, and she had like five hundred dollars. Oh her, my And God. she was like, "I'm rich." <laughs> <laughs> and she and I was like, "So are you more motivated to work?" And she's like, "No." Oh, that's but that's what she was saying. I had to remind her because she's like, "I just it's not fair because these people don't have to be up at six. And I have to work." I was like. It doesn't matter what mm-hmm. other people have going on in their lives. About. Yeah. They're, what you have going on has nothing to do. I was like, I remember when I served and I used to think it was such bullshit. And I still do. that. The pe- people, the moms mm-hmm. got the holidays off because they had kids. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, that's not – just because I didn't choose to have kids at the time, yeah, at least, yeah. doesn't mean that I should never get a holiday. Yeah. I know. I know. I was like, that's not your – everybody's mm-hmm. working there. That's And you, the, you're you the newest. Yes.
0: Yeah, that was going to say. The newest always gets the shit hours.
1: But I said, you do have one good thing working for you. And I said, you can be able to negotiate because everybody's hiring. They can't just be like, you're fired. Yeah. So talk to mm-hmm. them. Say, I need out of here by 830. Say yeah. – Hey, can I open on Saturdays so I can have uh, Saturday nights off because I'm working every Friday Saturday. I get no time to hang with my friends. They can't, you know, negotiate for one of these things. Yeah, and
0: they'll keep and doing say, it as long as she doesn't say anything because they think she's okay with yeah. it. That's another yeah. thing, too, then, I had to learn, like, in the food industry. <laughs> I just
1: think it's a lot different because, like I said, there's everybody's in need of so many people yeah. to be hiring right now, especially in my town. People are complaining about it. You know, but I've never I worked was like, at
0: a restaurant that didn't need people.
1: Yeah. Because she had to ask for days off this little. I was like, how disgusted did your boss look at you when you asked for because she had to ask for We go on a summer trip when school's out. We all go to the beach which we're doing again mm-hmm. this year. So she had to take off to go to Florida. We got on to Key West. And then her grandma bought her for like a trip for Christmas and her birthday, a Europe trip, which she's going with the school. Mm-hmm. And she gets to go with her brother as well. So my mom was like, I'm going to get you this so you can go. And she, she had to request off for that. She's like, my boss gave me the dirtiest look." I'm like,
0: yeah, probably. Because you're requesting time off to go to Europe.
1: <laughs> I, I need to go to Europe and I got to go to the mm-hmm. beach. Yep. She's just living <laughs> large. Like, not say anything about those Saturday night friends.
0: They're going to be like, get out. the fuck out. We don't need this.
1: <laughs> we don't need this kind of morality. But she says they've gotten she's like, some customers are really mean.
0: I don't understand how people can be mean right now. I don't understand it. Mm-hmm. Like I like just there's in the world we live in now, like really cut people some slack. I don't get it. I don't get it.
1: <laughs> but she said she always has to work customer service, she calls. I think she takes the orders. I was like, people still call in and order pizza. Mm-hmm. And she's like, Yeah. Yeah. I was like, Oh. And she's like, uh, they make her answer the phones. Mm-mm. She's like, I hate That's a it. I'm like, yeah, because you're probably still so, like bubbly and stuff. I'd make you answer the phones too. <laughs> is she bubbly? She goes, I can't.
0: I yeah,
1: Isabel is chitty chatty. Yeah, she's like, I'm probably in trouble because sometimes people call and they're like, do you guys have taco pizza? And I'm like, no, we don't. But Casey's has a great one. <gasps> oh my Casey's god, Casey's is like a concentrate. <laughs> I was like, "Well, it's true. Casey does have a great taco pizza." Oh my god! Stop it.
0: That's cute, though. Bless her. Horn.
1: <laughs> I was like, "It's." A, I think it's okay. We're a small town. Yeah. It's not like is Casey's known for pizza? Is that like a thing? I, I just thought it was one of our little gas station things.
0: I don't know. I don't know what Casey's. Is it? So, how do you spell it? With a C? No, I don't think so. I've never heard of it. They sell like. Remember, I've laughed
1: that I can get pizza at my gas station yes i remember you saying that
0: i didn't realize they had taco pizza they had like specialties Mm -hmm. i thought this was just like frozen gas station pizza dude no they cook it back
1: there and it takes forever if you want a casey's pizza you gotta order it like an hour ahead Mm -hmm. but it looks like it sounds weird they take doritos and crumble it on top of this pizza
0: this taco pizza
1: that sounds amazing it is it is amazing. That's like the walking
0: taco thing, you know, where you get the bag of Doritos and you put taco yes. meat in it. Yeah, that's what it sounds like. That's that sounds Chrissy amazing. Teigen recipe, or there is one that Chrissy Teigen has, I think, Yeah, right, yeah, in her recipe book. Yep. They do it at the cookout here. You can get it as a side. You can get a walking taco as a, as one of your sides with your french fries. Like at cookout, you get a plate and you get two sides with like, you get a burger, a hot dog, corn dog, whatever you want. You can get a chicken quesadilla as a side. like a walking taco is one of them too i always get that because it's amazing that sounds amazing now i'm hungry yeah right i made
1: i made a whole giant bowl of chili i'm gonna eat when we are done because i think this is gonna be our final snow so i was like going to the store i'm like i'm gonna live it up
0: yep you got to right now fireplace i'm gonna make some chili are you gonna have supervision with the fireplace (laughs) (laughs) yeah
1: I keep my screens closed now, like the little metal protector things. I always keep those slid closed now.
0: Ever since I have <laughs> well, my fire, that's firing. what they're there for, right? They're there to keep rocks yeah. from rolling out. Okay. Um. Yeah. So I think I may have traumatized my child this weekend. Um. How? So my youngest one, Hallie, she? Um. Got t- I got her tickets to go see JoJo Siwa. The um the you know she's like a, I I I don't know how she got started. She was like on. Some kind of show with, like, cheer moms or dance moms or... I I just... I
1: remember her even before. It feels like she's broken out really big in the last two years. But I swear, I remember her... Mm -hmm. For something with like back with my daughter
0: yeah like when she was young She's been so around she a did long something time. yeah it when, was like like yeah it was like 10 years ago i swear she was around it was dance moms or something like that she, had she have was had on it some when kind she was of young, but then like her personality is just so out there and bubbly and, and she really just mm-hmm. turned it into a brand for herself she started a youtube channel and all this stuff yep. and then she started selling like her bows and everything and it just went from there my daughter knows her because she reads her books She has, um, the books are, like, JoJo and, like, all her adventures. And she has a puppy named Bobo. And, like, it's, like, a little Yorkie or something. And my daughter is obsessed with it. So, I don't even It is. Do what? It is
1: Dance Moms. Is that what it is? Okay, yeah. It's, it's like, yeah, Dance Moms Mm -hmm. and JoJo team. But I could have swore I've seen her on, like, I want to say a Nickelodeon show, but it's not popping up, so. Well. But I know her, and I didn't watch that show.
0: No, so, she was on, recently, she was on Dancing with the Stars, and she made it to the finals. It was between, and she was the, I think she may have been the first lesbian couple on Dancing with the Stars, because she's a lesbian. She came out a year ago, and so, um. Yeah, maybe around a year ago. Yeah, and so, she made it to the finals, but she didn't win, so, which I was kind of bummed about, because she got second place, but, um. So that, I think that's you know she got a little bit more mainstream, but anyway, so she had had a tour and it was rescheduled, and it was like rescheduled for two years. So finally, yeah. they opened up the tickets here, but um, so they opened up tickets here and um, they ended up uh they sold out like super fast, so I couldn't get tickets mm-hmm. here. So, I got tickets to Columbia, which is like two hours from here. So, my husband drove down, and he went with her, and because I was going to go with her, and he was like, I really want to take her to her first concert. Aww, and I know. It was I really sweet. I wasn't sure how she would do. She's got a lot of, um, her ears are very sensitive. So, mm-hmm. any, anytime we go somewhere, we have noise-canceling headphones for her. I mean, if we're going to a party, that's, there's going to be a lot of people, she'll need them. I mean, she's just super sensitive ears. So made sure she had those when she went and she kept them on the whole time. But he sent tons of pictures and she was having so much fun. It was, I think she had just, she got home that night and I was tucking her into bed and I was like, tell me about it. And she was telling me about the whole thing and she just said, it was the best day ever. (laughs) And she said, and she said, I'll never forget tonight. (laughs) I was like, oh my God, that's sweet. I told Kevin it was a core memory. But my oldest one is the one I think I traumatized because while they were gone at the concert, I was like, Lydia, dude, we can watch like grown up movies because the little Uh kid's not here. And I was like, let's watch the Hunger Games.
1: Oh, God. And so,
0: no, I think she was like, the first thing she asked me, she said, do any animals die in this? And I said, no, but some kids do. And some of them are pretty young. And she was like, yeah, that's fine. And I was like, "What the fuck? Okay, <laughs> you're all right with that." <laughs> but we started watching it, and then she would she started asking a lot of questions. She was like, "So they're just gonna like die? Like they're gonna fight each other? Like they, she's got to kill somebody? Like like the questions kept getting like more and more intense." And she was like, "They're making them do this." And <laughs> it was like, by the end of it, like we were sitting there and we watched it and it, it finished. And I was like okay, what'd you think? And she just looks at me, she goes, that was intense. (laughs) (laughs) I cracked up. It was so funny. And I was like, well, do you want to watch the second one? And she was like, can we watch Harry Potter first? I think she needed like a like a power. Uh, yeah. <laughs>
1: like, she had like when you have um a book hangover, you're like, all right, I gotta go read like, like something, something light like yeah. comedy. Uh-huh. <laughs> that's like me. I'll
0: put on The Little Mermaid after I watch a scary movie. Like that's my go to. I'm like, Syrian, fall in love. <laughs> so I think that's what it was for her. So but it was kind of cool, like to be able to watch more of a grown up movie with her. But I just yeah. have to remind myself that she's still 10. <laughs> oh. I Yeah, I've
1: always wondered like, we've raised our kids to be a little bit more adult like. It's just a different kind of style I did with them. I don't know why. But um, I thought that they would be more ready for things. And sometimes I don't even paint. When remember those fish frogs he ordered in the mail.
0: Yes. Okay. The, the, like, the, what do they call It called? looks the like a fish with things? legs. Is it I don't sea know. Legs? It came in the mail. Okay.
1: But he couldn't come in the mail until it was a certain temperature, which was last winter. Yeah. He got them. They grew pretty big. And then one died, like, two days ago. And he lost his mind. Aww. I was like, I did not. I was not ready for that reaction. <laughs> Bless his heart. That's so sweet. Like, I thought he would just be like, oh, okay. Like, kind of bummed out. Yeah, I'm kind of bummed out, but maybe it's just because that's how I don't know. I just figured with growing up, like he doesn't hunt, mm-hmm. but he's around hunting and things
0: of that nature living in the country. I can't see him doing that though. He's so tender hearted. Like he just seems No, like I he's don't got think I could see sweetheart. him
1: hunting, mm-hmm. but I was just kind of like, oh, wow.
0: Yeah. Maybe it's because he's never like watched an animal die.
1: I don't think he want, my, my mom just called because it's been over at my mom's
0: house and she's like, the Frog's Den. <laughs> That's how she put it, huh? <laughs> oh my God. Of course she did. One of the Frog's stand. I'm like, ah. Oh my God. Um, Have you read anything this week? Anything new and exciting? <laughs> I have four <laughs> books downloaded. And I haven't read any of them. I don't know what's been going I on I actually, I
1: have, like, because someone asked in the group for um, major grovels. Ooh, yeah. And Rochelle Page recommended one. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to, and she told me, she's like, oh, this book is like a whole grovel. Because I guess they're married, mm-hmm. but he's kind of, like, ignoring her a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then she's like, I want a divorce because they've been together, like, five years. <laughs> and then, like, he has to grovel through the whole thing. And it it's called, um, which so I'm saving it. Uh-huh. Like, I'm like, this is like a beach read. I want the day off kind of yeah, read. Uh-huh. So it's called After the Billionaire's Wedding Vows by Lucy Monroe. Okay. And then when she said that, when she explained what the book was me about and she recommended it in the group, it made me remember a book that's like that. Mm-hmm. If somebody wants one, I recommended it to her, which is A Whirlwind Marriage by Helen Brooks. So these are old school Harlequin Presents books Ooh, that are like nice. 10, 15 years old. She's like, oh, my God, thank you. And the next morning she texted me. She's like, I read this book 10 years ago. <laughs> Did she really? Yeah. Oh, my God. She's like, I went to download it. And it was like. She probably recommended it to you.
0: She probably told you about it 10 years ago. <laughs> But Helen Brooks does a ton. Like, 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 if you guys are looking for, like,
1: old school Harlequin binges, I recommend just start downloading Helen Brooks because hers worked the best for me mm-hmm. out of all the ones I've read. The most, like, not always, I can't remember, I can't say they're all safe because it's been years yeah, since i got on a, yeah. a binge of hers, mm-hmm. but I kept downloading one after another. So that means... <laughs> it, you must have it, it hit some spot. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So I downloaded that. And then I did read uh, Rochelle Page released the new Dragon Ball, which those are always fun. Those are like insta-love, finds mate instantly kind of thing. I love that.
0: And then I think that's it. Yeah. For right now. I love it. I have like four books downloaded on my phone and I haven't read any of them. And I don't know what it is. It's like, I, have, I think it's just I've had a really busy week. And those mm-hmm. are the ones where I'm like, I know I need to read. I should just, like,
1: go to my Didn't bed. I email request you one for one? You did. And okay. I bought it.
0: I have it on my
1: Audible. I have it waiting. I also – Because it sounds really good, but it's long. And I'm like, I think I want to read this. Because I've never actually read Pepper Grant. That's her name, no, right? No, I've, I've never gone. read her either. But I see her around all the time. And I always hear that she's funny. And this one was called The Last Eligible Billionaire. Somebody read it and – Tell me about it. So I
0: kind of want to read it, but I want a few spoilers. It's supposed to be like a billionaire. It's supposed to be. I'm grumpy, gonna or read close. it. I do have it on audio. Um, I wanted to look it up too because QB Tyler has a new one. It's called Always Been You, and it sounds incredible. And she does such good dirty daddy books. Yes. And they're like, hold on. She had it written out. I'm looking on her Instagram because she had the like all the plot points. She was like, look, it's this, 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 and this. Oh, I and love I when, they like, that when they do that. When they do the little check marks. Biracial. I love that. She, it's age gap, dirty talk, a possessive and overprotective hero, wrong, sinful, taboo. that That's I all I need that. to know. I was like, and it's always been you. That's the name of it. So, I love QB Tyler stuff, though. She's been on the podcast with us before. Um, she is an absolute doll. Um, she's just, she's so sweet and fun. But, um, I actually, I don't know how I did it, but um, I'm on her friends, like, uh, on her friends list on her Instagram. So, like, when she posts something that's personal about, like, her kids, you know how you can sort of filter out who sees it? Yeah, I'm the one that I'm in the I'm in the circle of trust because I get to hear about, and I love it because like it's she talks about her stepdaughters and how they're reading romance and she's like you know and I'm recommending books to them and it's just so cute I love love that I know it's really sweet and I I keep thinking like I don't know at what point I'm gonna tell my girls but I just I don't ever want them to read my books (laughs) you know. Yeah, even mine, I wouldn't no. no she's sixteen. I'm like, no, no. I don't wanna But do I'd that. be happy to recommend books to them. I'm like, I've been preparing my whole life for this moment to tell you about good books to read. Here you go. Yeah, yes. I've done the legwork. I've got books for you. So all right, let's talk about Ember Davis. I've got her stuff up here. Ember Davis loves alpha heroes with a range of emotions, but a strong sense of how to take care of their women. She loves her heroines from all walks of life just like her heroes, and she wants them to be real and relatable. Her heroines tend to be sassy, opinionated, and smart. Ember is a stay-at-home mom of two who recently refound her love of books and all things romance, and is glad that she did. She all she's always been creative, but writing and creating stories that she would love to read satisfies the dream she had as a little girl. She loves butterflies, the color purple, and enjoying time with her family it's totally a pen name but anything above is but anything of the above is a hundred percent true so that's her book (laughs) bio or her author bio which I adore I think that's so sweet so um like I said earlier, uh, the book that she's brought us this week is called Girls Night Out. Um, I'm not going to read the, the whole book bio right now just because it's really long. Yeah, it's really long. And I was like, I'm, I'm going to probably stumble my way through it too. I'm okay reading stuff if it's a couple of sentences, but past that, I'm like, um, I just mess up my words. She did want to say that this novella is a revisit to one of her other couples, Amelia and Beckett. And we're going to have the link to all that, um, on, the, down in the show notes and also on the website and on our social medias. We'll be able to direct you to all that. Um, she did want to say she's got upcoming releases. Um, March 15th is Ask Me to Stay. Um, that one is in praise of older women series. Um, April 15th is After the Rain. And that's a man of the month, man of the month club novella. That one is a sister's best friend small town romance. And then April 19th, she has not. I don't know how she has all these releases just ready to go. Yeah, I was <laughs> like, making her page, like, and I'm the way like, there's so much stuff. It's amazing. Um, <laughs> April 19th is Bedazzled, the Bedazzling the Jeweler, Pink Agent, Temp Agency Series. I'm so sorry. I'm, like, stuttering through this. but um, so again, That's why she can't read the whole book. <laughs> <laughs> so she's got all these incredible books that are coming out. Like, I can't believe how far in advance she's got these planned, too. I'm like. I'm so envious of how organized she is. So, um, so yeah, we're going to play the first installment of you for Girls Night Out, and then we'll see you on the other side.
2: This is Girls Night Out by Ember Davis. Read for you by Matthew Maddox. Chapter one. Amelia. The only thing which has gotten me through today is knowing I have big plans for the night. It's gonna be so good, even though I was reluctant at first. I think Ridge, my three-year-old, and Kaya, my two-year-old, must have known my plans because they ran me ragged. Not like I'm complaining. Well, not too much. I love my kids, and I love my life. The last few years have been amazing. In just a few weeks, I'll be celebrating my fourth wedding anniversary to Beckett, the only man who could ever hold my heart in his hands. Sometimes I think back to the first time we met, the way he scowled at me, how he thought I was flirting with Walsh and Troy, the way it all hurt my heart in a way I couldn't explain and didn't know how to process, the way he apologized. Now I can laugh about it only because I can look around my life and see how much better it is than I imagined my life could be. It doesn't hurt that he's still trying to make it all up to me. He doesn't have to. Not anymore. It's our past, and I wouldn't change it for the world. He saved me in so many ways, and not only from the literal clutches of my ex, with the help of the Higgins security guys. He gave me room to be me, and gave me love when I thought it might have been something I only read about in books. Then, there are the orgasms. We don't have the same amount of time together we used to, but I think that's just part of life. I think. I hope. I wish I could say I never have doubts, but I do. Little ones. It's hard not to when I'm married to one of the sexiest men on the planet who is good with his hands in all sorts of ways. I would say he was the sexiest, but I can't totally deny the other men in my family have their own brand of swagger and appeal. Not to me, not in that way, but I can appreciate. Beckett would spank my ass if he knew I even entertained a glimmer of such a thought walking out of Ridge's bedroom after kissing his forehead. I can't help but shudder at the thought of my man's hand coming down on my ass. I bet if he knew, he'd call his mom to watch the kids and cuff me to the bed. I can almost hear him growling. I see I have to remind you who you belong to, baby. As if I could ever forget. My husband's name is tattooed on my heart. And branded across my soul. He's it for me. Still, I have moments of weakness where I wonder if I'm enough for him. I'm still the girl I was when we met. I'd rather stay home on a Saturday night with a book or some yarn instead of going out. Friday night beer night is about as exciting as I get for the most part. I'm still a little shy, unless I'm with my family or I need to be a boss babe while at work. I still have curves I only fake at embracing. Sometimes I look at Beckett and wonder why he chose me. What he saw in me. How he could pick me over someone more... flashy. If he will still love me in another four years. Or... gasp... even forty. I think Andrea... My best friend knows I've been a little down and doubtful lately. She spearheaded girls' night out without any notice and has been adamant about me coming. When she first mentioned it, I knew by the look on her face she wasn't going to take no for an answer. She popped her hip out and gave me her don't fuck with me look. Her eyebrow arched so high, I was a little concerned about her face sticking like that. She pointed at me her tone leaving no room for argument. You will be there. You will dress up. You will have a few drinks. You will dance. I scrunched up my face and tried not to whine. I don't really want to do any of those things, Aunt. I know. That's why you're going to do them. She rolled her eyes and finished her edict with a huff. Something in her eyes softened as I bit my lip and tried to disappear, my shoulders folding in on themselves. You've been taking care of everyone else, and now it's time I take care of you. I scoffed. You think taking me out to drink and dance with the girls is taking care of me? Um, yeah. Her tone was deep in the duh vault. I could only shake my head and not comment. I thought for sure I'd be able to wiggle my way out of it, somehow. But every attempt I've made, she's cut off. I don't know why I've been so opposed to it. It's not like I don't love going out with the girls, I do. They are my sisters, and I'm grateful as fuck they've all come into my life. I've gone out for a girls' night plenty of times in the years since I've come into this family. But this time is different. I can't put my finger on why. Maybe I'm different. There's something telling me to stay in. To not court trouble. What the fuck is wrong with me? I drag my feet through the whole getting ready thing, but I do it with gusto. I go all out with shaving and moisturizing and styling. If I'm going to go out with my girls, I might as well look good while I'm doing it. I pull out a dress Andrea surprised me with a few days ago. A shorter version of the dress Jessica Rabbit wears, but in fuchsia. I'm mildly concerned about my tits breaking free of it before the night is over. I gave her the stink eye when she gave it to me, because she knows how I feel about strapless bras. All bras are inherently torture devices. But a strapless one? Whoever came up with that mess had a real hard-on for fashion and probably did not have breasts to contend with. Did I hide the dress in the back of the closet, so Beckett wouldn't see it too early? Yeah, I did. My husband is a lot of things, but cool in the face of me going out dressed like I don't in fact have a husband, is not one of them. As if anyone would miss the ring on my finger, or like I'd look at anyone else. He's irrational when it comes to me. I love it. Even if I sometimes have my doubts about whether I can keep a man like Beckett Banks happy for all the years to come. I push those nasty thoughts away and try to tell myself he's the one who should be concerned with making me happy until the day we die. Still, it's hard to change your whole mindset, even if I've had years to do it. I finish my makeup, keeping it simple because I swear I hear Beckett whispering in my ear about how I don't need to wear makeup to be beautiful. He's a man. He doesn't get it. It's a good thing he's so damn fine, an amazing father, and knows exactly how to use what nature gave him. When I look in the mirror, there's only one problem with my outfit. You can clearly see the edge of the black lace panties I put on. Yeah, that's how much this dress hugs me. I know exactly what will happen if I get into the party bus picking us up like this. Andrea would insist I take them off. Since I'd rather not do so in a bus surrounded by all the ladies in the family, I slide them off my body now. I slip on some flats because I'm still the same girl who doesn't do heels. Hell no. And with Andrea promising to get me out on the dance floor, that's a double hell no. I know she'll look at me with scorn, but I have my limits, and heels are one of them. She should be happy I'm not strapping on my combat boots. I hear the front door open and close, making me wince. I was hoping to leave the moment Beckett got home, two ships passing at the front door. Not that I don't adore seeing my husband, but I also know he's going to try and seduce me into staying home. I would more than likely let him, which means I'd get an earful and a half from Andrea and the rest of the girls. When my phone pings, I'm diving across the room to grab it. I breathe a sigh of relief when I see it's Andrea, telling me my chariot awaits out front. Now to slip out of the house without being manhandled. Should be a piece of cake. Oh, yum. Cake. I look at myself in the mirror, and know it's not going to be easy getting out of here. My husband's eyes are going to fall out of his head. He's going to clench his fists, his jaw, his whole damn body. Then he's going to tell me to change. I won't. He knows I won't. I never do. He might be a caveman full of possessive, controlling, and territorial reactions, but he knows I'm going to do whatever the fuck I want to do. I press my thighs together because I kind of love his Neanderthal ways. A lot. Don't tell him. When I make it into the kitchen, I find my husband in all his tattooed, sex god glory. He's leaning against the counter, wearing a black short-sleeved Banks ink t-shirt, stretched tight against his chest, dark wash jeans where I can see a peekaboo of the black leather belt he has on, and his black boots. Is it normal for my breath to still hitch after being married to this man for almost four years? I never did get the approval to put warning labels on the outside of Banks, Inc., or to tattoo one on any of the guys. I hold firm to my belief that it should be a requirement. I don't know if this is something the state should mandate, or if it should be more of a county-by-county thing. But that doesn't change how Beckett needs a big danger sign above him, which floats wherever he goes. Maybe a proximity sensor as well, just in case. My voice is chipper when I greet him. Make any good art today, love? Beckett's green eyes, still my favorite adventure, snap to mine and widen before he drops the water bottle which was open and halfway to his mouth. He doesn't even acknowledge it. Instead, his eyes heat as they work over my body. I hold very still so I don't shiver or incur the sex wrath which could barrel down on me at any moment. You're not wearing that. I scoff. Oh, yes, I am. I know. I didn't even want to wear it in the first place. But now it's the principle of the whole thing. I bat my eyelashes at him and give him a sweet smile as I sidle up to him, ignoring the water on the ground. He'll clean it up later. I kiss his cheek. And whisper, I love you, Beck. I'll be home later. He knows where I'm going. He knows all my plans. We don't lie in this family. And I sure as fuck don't hide things from my husband. Beckett's voice is a growl wrapped up in a groan after being run through a wood chipper and drug through gravel. Be safe, baby. As I turn to go, I can't help the way my heart dips in disappointment slightly. I don't get to take a step. Instead, I'm pulled back and spun around to be pressed up against the counter, with the fierce eyes of my husband boring into me. He kisses me hard. No, it's not a kiss. It's an invasion. By the time he releases me, I'm panting, and I'm wading through a sex-crazed haze only he can pull me from. When Beckett kisses me, it's always an experience, but somehow this one was even more. You look sexy as fuck, baby. Naughty. He kisses down the side of my neck and bites down. You're only naughty for me. Remember that. You're going to be a good girl and have fun, but know when you get home, you're mine. I wink up at him. I'm always yours. He smirks and lets me go, slapping my ass as I move away from him. When I walk out the front door, the sight I'm greeted with makes me laugh. The faces of all the women in the family are practically plastered to the windows of the bus. The moment I step outside, I can hear their cheering begin. With a big smile on my face, a spring in my step, and Beckett's promises still being whispered across my skin. I'm ready to get the party started. Maybe a girl's night out is exactly what I need. Chapter 2 Beckett My wife has lost the plot if she thinks I'm letting her go out dressed like she is without me there. Has she met me? I know she has. She was riding my cock just this morning. We might have two kids, and I love those amazing little people beyond what I thought I was capable of. But Amelia is my priority. Always. From the moment I heard her laugh, I knew she was the only woman who could hold me hostage. I never want to be free. If she thinks I don't know she isn't wearing panties under her dress, then she must not realize how intimately I know my woman's body. I noticed. She's been feeling some kind of way lately and hasn't wanted to talk about it. But I'm not flippant about it. I'm not oblivious. I'm not blind. I know my woman. Which is why I let her walk out the door instead of hauling her over my shoulder And spanking her ass all the way down the hallway. She'd love it too. Don't let her tell you any differently. I bet she was thinking about my hand coming down on her ass when she decided to forego panties. I bet it was the black lace pair, which always makes my cock hard enough to destroy her. I pull my phone out of my pocket, knowing I need to clean up the spill but not being able to take my eyes off the front door Amelia just walked through. I can still smell her apples and vanilla scent, and my cock throbs in response. I should have fucked her on the counter when I had the chance. Mom should be here any minute, but I call Walsh because he must be itching to put our plan into motion. His possessiveness is fed by Troy's unavoidable in their triad relationship. Yeah, it's a whole codependent thing which works for them. How it works for Ellie, I'll never understand. But I don't need to. I grab a towel and start to clean up. When I'm broken out of my trance by Walsh, barking, What? You better not tell me our plan is a bust, because I am going to that fucking club. He growls. Did you see what my woman was wearing? I hear Troy shout out, Our woman, asshole. She looked too fucking good. I didn't see Ellie, but I saw my wife. If that's any indication about the dresses Andrea got for everyone, then they're trying to get followed tonight, I grit out. I swear, Andrea has looked like a damn lotto winner for the past week in the shop. See you in twenty. Walsh grunts before hanging up. I don't blame him. I have a hair trigger myself. I can't stop thinking about how good my woman looked when she walked out of the house as I'm getting ready. If some guy touches Amelia, I don't know what I'll do. I know I need to keep it chill. It's not like they won't be safe. They're going to Aces, which is owned by three guys who are part of the family including Andrea's husband, Steve. We like to keep it all in the family, and I'm grateful for the people in my life. We're not related by blood, but we sure as fuck are family. Okay, not entirely true, because Walsh's little sister Bailey is married to Dex, one of the artists at my tattoo shop, along with Walsh and Troy. When I come back through the living room, ready to head out, Mom is sitting on the couch, her legs curled up under her and the TV on. I can only smile at her. We came from nothing, but we're doing damn good for ourselves now. She looks at me with pride in her eyes as she smiles, before she sighs and faux exasperation. You should let Amelia have some fun. I scoff. She left almost twenty minutes ago. She's had time for fun. That's not nearly enough time, and you know it. She's trying to scold me, but I can see the laughter in her eyes. I give her a panned look, and she raises her hands in surrender. Did you put the bags in the car? I smirk at her. Of course. I did it this morning when Amelia was in the shower. I hated to lose the opportunity to see my woman covered in bubbles, but it'll be worth it in the end when we spend the next few days at Blake's cabin outside of Denver. Even though I know the answer, I still ask, You sure you'll be good for a few days? I raised you, she huffs, didn't I? I think I can handle my two angel babies for a few days. She makes a shooing motion with her hands, and I kiss her cheek before heading out. The only reason I don't speed through the streets is because I know Lincoln the head of security for ACES, and a damn good guy, is aware of the women coming in. His woman is going to be there as well, so he'll be on high alert. Willow is sweet, and I'm sure attracts just as much attention as my wife does. This shit is unacceptable. I should have just strapped her to the bed and ripped the dress from her body. When I climb out of the car after parking... I adjust my dick and my slacks before I start to roll up my sleeves. Walsh isn't far away, standing in the parking lot, waiting for everyone to arrive. When our eyes meet, I see he's having the same difficulty keeping his shit together I am. I notice all the guys are here, except for Blake, who I'm sure is already inside. Considering Margot is famous, I don't blame him. He's proactive, and his skills and training make him dangerous as fuck. I wouldn't want anyone else to have our back, though. We swarm around each other, assessing and coming together like a pack. I sure as fuck feel like a predator right now. My prey is so close. Jameson, a newer member of the group and a great addition, along with his girl Monday, who does makeup on some of Ellie's photo shoots, rubs the back of his neck. He shoots me an unsure look. I don't know, guys. They're just out to have a good time. Do we need to crash it? I look up at the sky and take a deep breath. I know my woman is inside, and men are looking at her, and it's clawing at the inside of my brain, a parasite, a wrong I must right. Some of the other guys chuckle, but it's not an affable sound. It's dark and hungry, full of something only our women can temper and satisfy. Jameson? I try and keep my voice steady, knowing I need to be the one to give it to him straight up. But it's hard to keep the growl out completely. Your woman is inside this club, with low lighting and bass lines and alcohol. He straightens up and narrows his eyes at me. With other men. I let the bomb, the truth, drop between us. I don't know about you, but I'm sure as fuck not going to let another man look at or, God fucking forbid, touch my wife. His only response is a tick in his jaw and a sharp nod. Poor guy. I know he loves Monday, and they've had to fight through their own shit, but he hasn't come into his full caveman yet. Or he's still trying to not let it unfurl in all its hungry, unsatisfied, bloodthirsty, and obsessive glory. I don't apologize even a little bit for the man I am, or the fact that it's the man my wife needs in her life. I'm damn proud of myself for binding Amelia to me in as many ways as I could. We're for life. I knew it the moment I heard her laugh. I look at Walsh, Troy, Dex, and Zeke, my oldest friends. The guys I trust with my business. They're all here to get their women and look close to unhinged. You all still good for us to be gone for a few days? Dad! Troy holds out the word with a whine as he rolls his eyes and huffs. A little toddler stomp thrown in for good measure. I can't help but crack a smile. He gives my shoulder a squeeze as we head toward the club. We'll be fine. Go enjoy your wife. I mutter. Oh, I fucking intend to. Naked. For days. I don't know what's been going on in her pretty head, but I'm going to set her straight. Even if it means I fuck her into believing in herself, in me, in us. I'll get to the bottom of what's been going on with her. I think a few days away, only us, without the kids, and without work, is just what we need. I nod at Tex, who is at the door of Aces before we're bulldozing our way through the parlor-style entrance and into the main room of the club. Holy shit. There are a lot of people here tonight. Did the entire city get the memo I was not in the mood to keep the hungry gaze of men off my woman tonight? Why are there so many guys? Is this the entire fucking city? I can only hope they're all into men. Because if they aren't, then they've looked at Amelia. The thought makes rage flow through my veins like lava. The moment we get inside, my eyes find my wife. I can always find her. She looks fucking fantastic. I can almost feel my hands wrapping around her hips as I pull her against me. I can almost taste her on my tongue. We head straight to the VIP area where Maddox, Axel, and Steve, the owners and family, are waiting for us. Drinks get passed around, but I only have eyes for my wife. I'm not alone, either. All of us look like fucking predators in full stalking mode. When Amelia is dragged out onto the dance floor, she only puts up a minimal amount of resistance, but then is all smiles. I could watch my woman smiling for days and be happy. It's cheesy, I know, but I don't give a fuck. She makes my heart trip and soar and do all the mushy shit. I sip on my beer, needing to be in top form in case some shit goes down, and to drive out to the cabin. Grayson, one of the Higgins security guys, comes and stands next to me, his eyes on his wife. Cat. He grunts when a man takes a step too close, but Cat is all over it and glares at the man. If you've never seen a man's tail tucked between his legs as he runs away from the look a woman gives him, you haven't lived. Grayson is all smiles as he looks at me. You good? Yeah. He gives me a look, a hard one, which tells me he doesn't believe me. I shrug. Amelia's been kinda off lately. I think a few days away will put her back to rights. He nods. I'm sure it's the days away which will do it. When I give him a deadpan look, he starts chuckling. She has a lot on her shoulders, and she gives so much of herself to everyone. Always having our backs, rarely asking for help. He gives my shoulder a squeeze. Some time alone will be good for you both. He wiggles his eyebrows at me. Whatever it is you're doing. Troy comes up on my other side. Oh, yeah. Whatever. He draws the word out and fills it with innuendo. You'll be doing. I give Troy a shove. Oh, fuck right on off. Like you don't have plans to get Ellie between you and Walsh later. Damn right I do he mutters. When I catch movement near Amelia, who is blissfully unaware, probably knowing full and well I'm watching her, the golden thread between us being pulled taut by my proximity, I hand my beer to Troy, who takes it without saying a word. The man steps up to my wife, and she flashes him a small, polite smile before shaking her head at him. He doesn't get the hint, and reaches up to brush some of her curls off her shoulder. Her bare fucking shoulder. It's her skin he's touching. No. My skin. It's my fucking skin he's touching. Every inch of her is mine. And she damn well knows it, too. I'm out of the VIP section and on the dance floor before I take a breath. I'm pretty sure I hear laughter in my wake but I could be making it up, and it's simply the fates taunting me. I'm positive it's my family, though. Assholes. When I reach Amelia, the women all take a step back, knowing there's no reason to get between me and her. I'd cut off my fucking arm, the one I used to tattoo, my moneymaker, before hurting my wife. She's the lightning during the storm and touching her is the only way I know how to feel alive anymore. The guy sees my face, turns on his heel, and zooms away. Comical cloud and the place he was a moment before and everything. I barely spare him a glance. I don't need to. Everything making up gravity is standing right in front of me. Amelia turns slowly, her eyes on my chest, before moving up. She bites her lip, and I'm not sure if it's the volume of the music or the rush of my blood in my veins I can barely hear over. It doesn't matter. She opens her mouth to say something, but it comes out as a gasp when I bend and lift her up over my shoulder. Now is as good a time as any to start our days away.
0: Heartless, Soulless, Relentless. The Monster and the Doll by Jade West. Lucian Morelli is the heir to a powerful and corrupt business empire. There's only one problem, his reputation. His father convinces the board of Morelli holdings that he needs a wife. Elaine Constantine is the party girl, the wild child, the eldest daughter of the Constantine family, and the sworn enemy of the Morelli's. Two households, both alike in dignity, in fair Bishop's Landing, where we lay our scene, from ancient grudge break to new mutiny, where civil blood makes civil hands unclean. The Monster and the Doll is a collection of three full-length novels by best-selling author Jade West, including Heartless, Soulless, and Relentless. Grab it now. The Monster and the Doll by Jade West. Welcome back. Hey. So like I said earlier, um, make sure you check out all her upcoming releases. Um, ask Me to Stay After the Rain and the dazzling the Jeweler. Um, And then if you like listening to this couple, um, this novella that you're listening to today is related to um, a previous couple that she's written about, Amelia and Beckett. That book is called Protecting His Home. And that's the Banks, Inc. book one. So that's the first book in the series. So this is just like a great little taste. So if you like the couple, you want more, you can go read that book. So make sure you check that out. And
1: I wanted to mention that An Avalanche of Love
0: is now out.
1: Or will it be out this Friday?
0: It should. I don't know. <laughs> Whenever it goes live, make sure you check it out. We've got. <laughs> is um... it coming?
1: Okay, I think it might be next week. So that Friday, it'll be live. Okay. Because this is next week. Okay. Yes. It'll be live this week sometime. If you guys want to keep <laughs> an eye on it. It's the last book.
0: And uh, love mountain. Yeah, love on the mountain. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> see, this is how this unorganized. Is, I, know, <laughs> d- I know. I know. We're like sitting here trying to figure it out, and meanwhile, Ember's like, "Y'all, there's two of you. Get it together." <laughs> <laughs> so, if you've been waiting for the sisters' book and that one, it should be out this week. Yeah, that and one I'll was really, in really dirty too. And really fun. It was all right. So then we'll see you guys on Thursday. Yes. Tell them what to do. Fuck your day up. Make today your bitch. Don't be a dick.